secrets to creating the good life. Boom, baby! All right, this is Mike Morris, and I'm sharing another Rags to Riches transformation. These are things that are helping me figure out how to start creating the good life, and these literally are the three secrets to creating the good life. Let's start with this very first one, faith and fear. Faith and fear, they're, they're two things that are in absolute, complete opposition. The two things cannot coexist together. If you have fear, you will focus on things that you're afraid of. And if you focus on it, as Tony Robbins says, is where focus goes, energy flows. You spend all your time focusing on what you don't want to have happen. That's exactly what will happen. Classic example, Tony Robbins used this example. He wanted to learn how to race race cars, right? And so he was on the racetrack and he's driving, he's driving, he's driving. And what they want to do is they want to teach you basically this exact same contest where your focus goes energy flows and so what they'll do is they'll go around a corner and instead of looking at the wall that you could hit they cause you to look where you're supposed to look so that you drive your car into the safe direction and what they'll do is is they've got four wheels but they've got one tire that they can raise up and they can pop it and all of a sudden it causes the car to start behaving differently where it could actually start throwing you into the wall and Tony Robbins says as he's going around going around got his circles done things are working really well all of a sudden boom in a turn they pop this little switch and all of a sudden his car starts going towards the wall and he's like oh my gosh I'm gonna hit the wall and he said his instructor literally leaned forward grabbed his head and turned it like Look where you want to go. Look where you want to go because if you focus on the wall and you focus on your fear, you will hit it. You've got to take and shift it. And so that's the secret. You've got to figure out how to separate faith and fear. Let me give you one more example. Napoleon Hill, he wrote the book, Think and Grow Rich. During his time, he was associated with a man who was writing newspaper stuff and publishing stuff. There was like this crime syndicate that had actually committed all kinds of crime. It was actually in the police force. It was even actually the chief police officer. And so as they were starting to publish stories about it, Napoleon Hill wasn't even associated. Stories were being published about it, exposing what they were doing. And when that happened, all of a sudden a hitman was hired to go kill this publisher. But they also associated Napoleon Hill to it, even though he had no association. And basically he got a phone call and said, hey, Napoleon, you got one hour to leave or you're gonna be dead. Like I were you, I would leave like yesterday. And so Napoleon Hill picked up left, like literally just drove off left. And he spent like the next year in hiding with absolute terror. In fact, all of his faculties that allowed him to function to be successful just completely failed him because he was operating in a complete face of total fear. When you're in that face of fear, you don't dare do anything. And it wasn't until all of a sudden an event triggered where it came to his mind, you've been operating in the state of fear for so long that you've lost your faculties. And now it's time for faith to step in and he heard distinct commands. Go to your brother-in-law, borrow 50 bucks. And he went to talk to his brother-in-law and his brother-in-law's like, that's a great idea. I think you need 100 bucks. And he's like, nope, 50 will do because that's what he felt like he was supposed to do. And then he was instructed to drive to this hotel, stay there, and rent more than just the rooms. Ask for the best rooms. And when he was doing that, he also got the impression that he's supposed to find somebody that could publish some manuscripts that he had previously written. And he searched his database of ideas and thoughts until he found somebody that could help him. He's like, boom, that's the guy. I know that guy could help him. And literally the guy came in, gave him an advance on his manuscripts, published it, and it literally started turning 
things around for him. But when he was in fear, you could see he was trapped and as soon as he created faith, it allowed him to start escaping. That leads really into this next secret, which is the sixth sense. You can call it like Napoleon Hill calls it infinite intelligent. You can call it God. You can call it whatever you want. Whatever there is, there is something in the universe that provides impressions and directions that can allow somebody to navigate. This isn't just theoretical stuff. This is actually legitimately document proven stuff. One of the best examples that I had seen, a friend of mine, his name is Brett Harwood. He does all kinds of training and stuff. There was this lady in the audience. She went up to Brett afterwards. She says, hey, Brett, what I'd like you to do is I want you to start coaching me. And Brett's like, okay, I can start coaching. He goes, to actually get my services, you have to have 10,000 bucks to get started. He says, do you have $10,000? She goes, no. He goes, well, when you have $10,000, he goes, then we can start this. We, I can start coaching you. She goes, that won't be a problem. I'll have that tomorrow. And then we can go ahead and start. And he's like, no, okay. I mean, a little bit incredulous, right? Like she doesn't have 10 grand, but she's going to magically have it come tomorrow. Next day she calls him up. She goes, okay, I got the $10,000. I'm ready to start. He's like, what? She goes, yep, I got it. Just talked to a friend. Friend said, here you go. Take the 10,000. And so she goes, so what I've been thinking about is, is I'd like to go to Africa. Down there in Africa, I want to work with some of these tribes and help them and teach them how to grow watermelons because I want them to be able to be self-sustaining and self-sufficient. And Brett's like, you want me to coach you on how to go to Africa? Why don't we come up with like a business strategy or this or something that makes a little more sense? She goes, no, that's exactly what I want to do. Next few days later, all of a sudden he gets his phone call and this lady's in Africa. She goes, yep, I'm already down here in Africa. I've already talked to the different tribal members. They really like the idea. I'm going to be associated with this orphanage and this is how we're going to start planting watermelons and making it happen. And he was like, holy cow, you're in Africa? So she's doing it. She's doing this business. And he goes, there was this other time she kind of called me up and he goes, this is kind of a pattern of how it kind of worked with her. He goes, she calls me up and says, Brett, so what I was thinking about doing is I want to go to China and I want to create a, a show where it talks about women. She goes, what do you think about that idea? Brett goes, well, in China, they actually control the media. So your ability to actually publish this probably isn't that great because they actually have laws and stuff that prohibit it. And she goes, well, what I'm trying to decide is should I have six cameramen or should I have nine cameramen? And uh, she goes, which one do you think? And he's like, oh, that's a good question. I'm not entirely sure. He says a couple days after that conversation, all of a sudden he gets his phone call from this lady in China. She goes, yep, I'm already in China. I've made it. Uh, he's like, holy cow. He goes, how did you get in China? So I just got on the plane. And uh, when I got on the plane, I decided I should have nine video guys. So that's what I brought. But I happened to be sitting next to this lady. And I said, look, I'd like to publish this thing and do this work in China. And the lady goes, well, she goes, you know, I actually know the second in command in the government. And I could go ahead and get that audience set up for you. And so she goes, I actually have a meeting with him tomorrow to be able to talk about my idea. It's kind of like that. And so when she had these ideas, he actually said he never charged her anymore because it was such an amazing experience to see a lady who had purpose and all of a sudden the ideas and revelations and how to accomplish this thing presented itself. The challenge that we have is you can develop senses. Everybody talks about the five senses. But if you think about yourself right now, if you were to pick up something that's breath and you were to rub your fingers across the breath, could you actually detect the bumps in a pattern that would allow you to read it. And for most folks would probably say, no, I cannot. That does not mean that other people can't do it. It means that your sense of detection and understanding what you're feeling is not developed to the point 
that you can actually feel that so that you could read it. I remember going with one of my friends deer hunting and I remember looking around at the panorama of the, the mountains and the landscape and all that stuff. And I, I didn't see anything, but he would frequently say, oh, there's deer right there. And even if he pointed out where the deer were, I couldn't necessarily always see it. But what it was is he tuned his eyesight into being able to successfully detect deer. And so you have five senses that you're completely aware of. But whether or not all of these five senses are totally attuned that you can now use them expertly, my guess is is probably not. Like if I gave you something to try to eat, I said, try this, tell me what the ingredients are in it. Most of you probably couldn't say, you could maybe pick out some things, but I could probably pick somebody out that's highly tuned to it, could say, this is what's in it, and this, and this, I can detect all of them. So the sixth sense is the sense that seems to be on the outside of us that allows us to detect and to understand things that do not seem like they originate from within. You can look no farther than Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison would frequently put himself in a room and he would take and he would meditate upon the very problem that he wished to solve. And as he was meditating upon it, he would get impressions and ideas on how to create things that didn't exist, like the recorder. He created the recorder, mostly from just getting impressions on how this thing could work. The light bulb, same type of thing. You can develop the sixth sense. Now, let's talk about these three things down here. You got health, wealth, and relationships. So the idea is to create the good life. Now, one of the things that you could say, and I make the mistake frequently, is I could say, what I really need is a whole lot of wealth. So if you take and you optimize your life around building and then creating and earning money, that's like learning how to optimize yourself around learning how to pee. Nobody optimizes the pee. Having wealth is one of the tools that you use to create the good life, but it is not what life is meant to be optimized around. I found a very good example of this in my own life. Like when my business collapsed, all of a sudden I had to figure out how to turn things around. And so I started working like crazy, trying to figure out how to get some momentum, figure out how to get some success. And then when I started getting success, I was working, 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 working. What happened is, is I actually became very irritable because although I could figure out how to create success, I was missing these other elements, which is relationships. I was so optimized around making money that I forgot to make sure that we had fun as a family, that we would create some engagement. In fact, it was my son that helped me kind of discover this. Every day, he started making, having me and the other kids go to the park, kicking the ball, playing, having a good time. And I'm like, wow, God, what a relief, man. It started creating a really different experience for me. We bought Polaris razors, and then on the weekends, we started doing these fun activities and all of a sudden my ability to work and not make work the most important thing in life all of a sudden I started actually making more money because I figured out how to create balance in relationships so that life actually had more sweetness to it you could say let me give you another example of like optimizing for wealth Ty Lopez he mentioned one time he had a friend he goes I got a friend that's like a billionaire guys low he's got a jet billionaire life's good but he optimized his entire life around building wealth to the point that he became so large and so heavy that he had no health so that he could even get out of bed or go do anything with his wealth. You can see it's a huge problem. 
You probably can think of some people that have optimized their entire life around health. They want to work out. They want to do this. It's, it's fitness, 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 fitness. It's easy to fall into this trap. So you fall into this trap. It's fitness, fitness, fitness. Next thing all you do, all you spend all of your money on supplement, supplement, supplement. And so instead of actually ever developing skills that allow you to build wealth, you optimize your entire life around fitness and then you forget about wealth. So then you wind up broke. It's crazy, but you can't optimize around any one of these things. Because if you optimized your entire life around relationships, you could discover you had all these tremendous relationships, but then you discover that you're flat broke or you don't actually have any help because you're such a social butterfly. The trick on this is to be able to take and to figure out how do I make sure that my body's healthy? Figure out how to get enough knowledge and ability and skills that you can create wealth and relationships that are fulfilling so that these things remain in balance and harmony. And if you get that, if you nail that and you get that right, then you can literally tap into these three secrets to creating the good life. And so anyway, that's it. You can go to my website where I can certainly help you on this piece right here, which is the wealth. When I put solar on people's houses, I help them cut their electric bill in half. And not only that, I help them actually build a lot of wealth over time because as the utility rates continue to raise their prices and your solar system's paid off, it creates this huge divide of money that you no longer have to spend on a monthly basis and it creates wealth. And I put solar on people's houses all the time with no money down. So you can go to AskSolarMike.com and check it out. Okay, I will talk to you later.